0: Meanwhile, at the Hall of Cage. This is my snakeskin jacket, and for me, it's a symbol of my individuality and belief in personal freedom.
1: Oh, God, not the bees.
2: Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey.
1: What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to save the fucking day. How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? How absurd. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. How absurd.
2: How, in the name of Zeus's butthole, did you get out of your cell? How absurd. What's in the bag? A shark or something? How absurd!
1: <laughs> well, I think you better pull the trigger because I don't give a fuck.
2: How absurd! I never disrobed before, gunplay.
0: How absurd! Someone who looks like they got encephalitis. You call this one specific actor with this big ass head? It's you a giant, giant head.
1: head. You go. You call Larry uh, Fessenden. <laughs> Larry Fessenden. Fessenden, we salute you. Uh, <coughs> you play a damn good cokehead in movie. <laughs> he
2: would, yeah. Well, at That's least right. in this
1: movie. Yeah. yeah. And that movie is, of course, Bringing Out the Dead, which is the movie we are talking about tonight on Caging Greatness. Hello, everyone, and welcome Hello. to the show where we discuss Nicolas Cage movies <laughs> and how Thomas Jefferson was a massive prick. Oh, he was. Yep. <clears throat> As always, I am joined by my estimable co-hosts, who are recently returned from an expose documentary on rabies outbreaks in the National Puppy Basketball League, titled Air Cujo. To my right, we have, of course,
0: Jonathan. Hi, my name is Jethro Toll, and I am thick as a brick.
1: <laughs> to his diagonally front, sort of, we have, of course, Patrick. Hello, it's Paramedic Pat. And then, as always, directly across from me, we have good old Cannon. It's me. It is canon. We can <sighs> confirm. Can confirm. Yep. It uh, is I. I'm poking him right now. It's, it's I'm getting poked. Oh, man, hey now, what? I thought. I thought, the, I thought Facebook ended that shit. Why am I getting poked You stop right poking now? him. Don't make us oh, fire. Oh, man. The guns are already out, y'all. Bang! Ah! Oh, fuck! Who got shot? Not me. It might have been <laughs> Otto. Otto, are you okay? Otto, please. Oh, oh somebody call the paramedics. Oh, my God, please, someone call the paramedics. We need an EMT, but not Tom Sizemore, because he'll just beat him to death with a baseball bat and then take it out on the ambulance, because he was crazy. Oh, man. Oh, no. not, not being Rames, because he'll wear, like, terrible wigs and talk about Jesus. <laughs> that was an awful wig. <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> God, wig. Spoilers. It was, it terrible bad, wig. <laughs> <laughs> right, so tonight, uh, we are, again, talking about the classic Martin Scorsese film, hmm. "Bringing Out the Dead," which stars Nicolas Cage as an overworked EMT who begins to hallucinate, and just has an all-around bad time. <clears throat> and uh, per our normal methods, uh, let's let's take a bit to uh, go around the table, even though it's two tables, all rectangular in shape, and <laughs> uh, you know, say what we rated the film. Uh, a little bit about what we thought about it. Then we'll get into the meat of this acid trip of a Scorsese movie. Mm. This nasty,
0: gross, smelly meat.
1: So, Jonathan, what did you think?
0: So, I have actually never heard of this movie until like a year ago. And, you, you know, it was like, oh, it's Martin Scorsese. It's Nicholas <clears throat> Cage. At, at worst, it's going to be funny as shit. So I, I I was really this is one of the ones I was really looking forward to. I have to say this movie's hella underrated. This is probably my favorite one we've seen so far. Four and a half.
1: Wow.
2: Oh, big big John coming in with the swing. Oh,
1: wow. All right, uh, Pat. Yes. Are we um, gonna continue the love.
2: The love. Um, first of all, uh, this movie wore me out. My, my, Can my anxiety, confirm. My anxiety oh, was firing in all cylinders. Um, this, this movie's very, uh, unconventional. It's idiosyncratic. It very much puts you in this sort of tenuous, tortured headspace, uh, that Nicolas Cage's character goes through in the film. Um, I really, as, as... Uncomfortable as I was throughout the film, I was kind of appreciating what it was doing. Um, there, there's definitely a lot that's kind of weird, and I'm not sure where I stand on it. But overall, I I really like this film. Uh, four stars.
1: Okay, very nice. You're uh, you're not wrong about it being unnerving and and off. This which movie. I was
0: not ready for.
1: Yeah, this is very atypical of a Scorsese film.
0: But also kind of typical at the same time and we'll get into that right. in certain regards. yeah. Uh, Canon, yes,
1: what did you think?
0: Um,
1: never seen this movie until tonight. Uh, up until a couple of days ago I it had just escaped my brain that this was a Scorsese film. Uh, I'm I feel a lot of things but I I don't know I I I mean I do know let's just say um as of right now I do not feel the same way this is definitely um not my favorite uh Nick Cage film we have seen thus far uh by any stretch of the imagination and uh this is most certainly not even my uh favorite uh, Scorsese film uh it's There's a lot of pacing issues to me. I understand why the decisions were made. That being said, I don't have to agree with them or like them. As of now, I'm sitting at a two and a half. Okay. All right. That, that, sure. That is I on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that I hate it, but... It's it's something. Let me tell you, it is definitely something. I mean, that is not inaccurate. It uh, is a
2: something. It does exist. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: for me, I actually I saw this movie when I was probably thirteen. I rented it from Movie Gallery, which is the South's knockoff version of Blockbuster.
2: <coughs> was yeah. Uh, <laughs> all, all the folks that remember Movie Gallery say what? 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 <laughs> We hope
1: all of you said what with us. Yes, we heard you. Um, I no. think
0: I even know which movie gallery you're talking about.
1: Yeah, the one on Five Points, right up the road. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a Chinese restaurant now, I think. Yeah, yeah. Or an AT and store. That's a weird change, isn't it? A fucking <coughs> movie rental
2: store to a Chinese restaurant. Well, well I yeah. thought it was like it was. It, it encompasses the space for two stores as now an H and R Block and a Chinese restaurant.
1: It might be. I never look over there
2: because uh, anyway. it's not
0: fucking movie gallery anymore. <laughs> God, I used to live there.
1: So I, uh, I rented this when I was a kid. And weirdly enough, I, I mentioned this when we were watching it, when I was a kid, for some reason, this movie seemed less weird to me than it does now. Like, like watching it tonight, I kept thinking to myself, how have I forgotten how much of a fucking acid trip this movie was? <laughs> uh, but I, 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 I was indifferent on it when I was younger. I loved it tonight. I gave it four stars. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was a big fan. Uh, I don't think I ever want to watch it again. Not not for a long time, at least.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I def, like it, as someone who probably sounded like I liked, liked it the most. I don't have to see it again for a while.
2: <laughs> you, you definitely yeah. there's definitely some movies you need a long recharge time on. Yeah, I'll come back when I'm 53. <laughs> Just watch it every 20 years. You know what? That seems fair. It's, you're, you're like a cicada that way, right? Uh, I'm just imagining Sammy crawling up from the dirt. (laughs) Uh, Time to watch again.
1: Uh, So, a few fun facts about this movie. Yep. One is that it was the final film released on Laserdisc. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. uh, It was also written for the screen by Paul Schrader who also wrote Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, and The Last Temptation of Christ, which is my favorite Scorsese film.
0: Yeah, like like I was getting hell of Taxi Driver vibes. Yeah,
1: it's, it's and it ve- was
2: v- very visually similar.
1: It was based on a novel. Yeah, uh, I, I remember seeing that in the credits. Yeah, credit. by, uh, by Joe Connolly.
2: Yeah, it's also based off the Japanese video game Amulets versus Zombies.
1: I, uh, well, um What? I don't know that that's necessarily... Uh, Entirely accurate, and we'll have to double check on that. Uh, Nobody take that as fact right now. Uh, But it has a Rotten Tomatoes approval rating of seventy two percent. Yep. And uh, Roger Ebert gave this four stars. He loved it. Mm -hmm. He thought it was incredibly underrated. I mean, it hack. It it was a. um...
2: (laughs) Hey now, you're an all star. It it wasn't a a fairly well acclaimed film, but like it just didn't really. Land with audiences, so it like it was a flop. Which yeah,
0: it, makes, it was a bomb. I mean, it makes sense why this didn't like do well. <laughs> like box office, this we know
2: is- with, with the mainstream
0: audience, <laughs> people are like, "What the fuck is this?"
1: Like as I was watching this movie, and it started, and then it it kind of had me, and then it lost me, but then it really got me,
0: and then it lost me again. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, that's not inaccurate how you, people might feel for sure.
0: Uh, yeah, like I can see that. Like you mentioned pacing issues, and I can definitely see it because there were multiple points at the movie I'm like, all right, this is the end, right? And then it just kept going and kept going. Also, uh,
1: as we were recording the podcast, I got a Facebook uh, fact checking notification uh, about what Jimmy said. This along with Sleepy Hollow was the last <laughs> laser disc movie. What the fuck is a laser disc? Well, it was like it, a DVD but bigger. It was like a it was like the size of a record, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ.
2: I mean, it had like better uh-huh. like quality of like sound and visuals than DVDs at the time, but like they were just like so much bigger and more expensive than DVDs. Yeah, no, they yeah, yeah, the enormous, price yeah. alone killed Laser disc. Of
1: course, now you can find them for about twenty bucks online. Yeah. yeah, but at the
2: time, yeah. it, it was like. But why? There's like some <laughs> you know, real collector heads. Like, oh, this this is the preferred format. It was the Blu-ray of its day, but then like it was, it just sort of shot itself in the foot. I remember the only LaserDisc movie I ever watched was the Charlie Sheen. Um, was the Charlie Sheen spoof movie <gasps> of like Top Gun? Was it Hot Shots? Yeah, that's
0: it. Uh, those those movies I I, I mainly remember Hot Shots Part D
1: I love Part D
2: Was just like of all the movies that watch on LaserDisc for for real Hot Shots I mean not that it's a bad movie but just like the the randomness of it
0: yeah and I think one of the big attractions for LaserDisc at least for like movie nerds and stuff like that is you could do the frame by frame yeah pause and flip through because apparently there, there's a character in Roger Rabbit that f- shoots the bird for, like, a whole frame. <clears throat> <clears throat> so and, ha- and that's about the only way you can catch it. So
1: have we ever had a situation where,
0: like, like
1: it was like a three-on-one scenario here? Yes, the very first movie we did, <laughs> Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, technically. Because you three did not enjoy yourselves. Oh, and never I mind. I thought it was yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Never mind. Now, I remember Forgotten. being That was so long ago. <laughs> it was
2: February. <laughs> it, yeah, it was, it was a whole six months ago.
1: I mean, yeah, it is We were different t- people back then. Totally different people. Yeah. Completely different And you know people. what? I've already admitted I've done Willie's Wonderland wrong. By the way, they're doing a prequel comic book to Willy's Wonderland. Oh shit! Yeah, that's awesome. Which yeah, you,
2: you'll look, you'll you can look forward to uh, us reviewing that at some point. Pop oh yeah, that's oh, definitely
1: sure. gonna happen. Are they gonna have the cage like? Well, if it's a prequel, he's not gonna be anything. Right. Yeah.
2: Fuck. Fuck. I mean, I mean Fuck. It, it's adjacent. It's it's close enough. Boo. Half star. <laughs> <laughs> he was shot in Birmingham. Zero stars.
1: <laughs> so I uh, I found some fun facts. Yes. Fun facts. Fun facts. Okay. So The cricket is back uh, Yes, we do have a cricket in the audience Oh my god I I thought I got one earlier Along with, yeah, before we hit record I was able to take out two spiders Before they decided to uh, eat our faces Yes, this place is a hellscape when we're down here
2: But only when you're down here Right So I think you bring it with you
1: uh, maybe. Spider King. P- perhaps Captain I'm Shimmy. Very, Spider King. <laughs> very tasty to spiders. I don't know. Mm. So, fun facts. Fun facts. According to Tom Sizemore, who plays the completely insane paramedic. The asshole paramedic. a yeah, really good job at playing an asshole paramedic well, in this film. It's funny you say that, because he and Mark Anthony, who was in this movie as a, a, a brain-damaged crackhead... Uh, me, they did not girl, get I along, and they almost had a physical altercation. On yeah, set. I did. You, read you that mean one. you mean yeah.
2: the bit where Tom Sizemore is beating Mark Anthony with a baseball bat? Might have been for her, you. Know? As, <laughs> as, as yes. someone who, that was a shoot, ladies and gentlemen. As someone
1: <laughs> who did watch every episode of the reality show, uh, I believe it was called Sizing Sizemore. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, uh, the man man's, had man's it crazy. had some issues. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Who is the star? Obviously, mm-hmm. what I know, right? He was in this. Yeah, he was. In he was and all over this. Wait, where, where was he? He looked a lot like John Travolta for some reason. And I was Patricia Arquette, who is the female lead, yep. were actually married at the time of filming. Mm-hmm. They divorced two years later because she got too old. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that was about the time Elvis' daughter became available, so he just moved on. <laughs> Excuse me. I got to marry the best memorabilia ever of Elvis.
0: The best Elvis memorabilia ever. I got to go marry it now. I got got to marry his daughter.
2: Uh, It's the only thing Elvis didn't steal.
1: uh, So the screenwriter Paul Schrader, his first choice for the lead role was Edward Norton okay I could see that yeah
2: because yeah, I, like, I, I imagine just like the wayward desolate expression of ever Norton in Fight club and I feel like that would translate very well here so, honestly that might be the reason why he's not in it you see that came, came out, out the same the year same
1: year and I did get some fight club
0: vibes there for a minute yeah oh yeah definitely it,
2: it, especially was like with certain like you know color choices and lighting and how everything is just like
0: Dingy
2: and grimy. Oh, it's like
0: green, like, I like
2: blue. Green. Yeah.
1: I, in my opinion, I even feel like there was a scene in this movie that paid a slight, little teensy weensy little bitty homage to Con Air. No, not Con Air. I'm stupid. Face off. Face off. Yes.
0: Yeah. Wait. Which Which one? Uh,
1: you know, <coughs> I don't know. You tell me. Maybe we'll get there and talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I'm confused. Uh, two of the ambulance drivers that Nicolas Cage worked with, the one played by Ving Rhames mm-hmm. and the one played by... Uh, John, John Goodman. Goodman, he had previously been in movies with before. Yes. Raising Arizona and Con Air, which we have previously uh, reviewed and discussed. So yes. please go back and watch those. <laughs> we reviewed Con Air. We kind of talked. We, <laughs> we kind of <laughs> <kinda> just <laughs> talked
2: bullshit around there, Raising it's, Arizona. It's
1: like we said Raising Arizona a bunch.
2: Well, yeah, yeah the first hour <laughs> is just uh, senseless horseshit. The back half is like where we kind of touch on it.
1: And, uh,. According to IMDb... I'm double-checking something on IMDb because it, it sounds weird. Okay. But, uh... Let me see. That goddamn cricket. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Well, the fifth uh, host
0: of the show... Jiminy. Well, Jiminy's <laughs> no need to shut the fuck up in a minute or <laughs> I know, I won't break his fucking, fucking legs. Well, you apologize. Yeah, I think
1: IMDb was wrong because it said Queen... Oh, no. God. Uh, okay, the voice of Dispatcher Love who Ving Rhames uh, was relentlessly flirting with, was Queen Latifah. I, yeah, I, I knew it! Too. I fucking knew it! Yeah, it was like, I knew it! Holy I, shit! Also,
0: flirting with, I, I think it was more like sexually harassing at certain point. Very aggressive.
1: It, it was quite aggressive. Um, also,
0: it's fine because uh, he loves the Lord.
1: Judy Reyes, play who plays uh, Carla Espinosa on Scrubs, had a very small part as a nurse at the end of this movie, which has contributed to my headcanon that she left the uh, the hospital featured in the film and went to Sacred Heart, where she met Dr. Chris Turk and uh, JD, and then all that jazz. You
2: know what? I've, if I worked in the hospital, I'd probably leave too. Exactly. What a weird, uh,
1: what a weird uh, typecast situation. Hey, you were a nurse in this uh, Scorsese film. I' oh, you can play a nurse in this show. Yeah. I mean, it. Hey. Made a damn good career out of that. Oh, you were very serious during a death scene in a Scorsese movie? Can you be funny with the dude from Clueless? You're hired. Boom. And Garden State? And Garden... Well, he did Garden <laughs> State afterwards. God. I've never seen that
2: movie. I've never seen uh, it either. It's but, not bad. Excuse me. <laughs> but, like, the, the whole gimmick of the movie is, like, you don't need medication or therapy. You just need a girlfriend to scream into a well with.
1: I mean that's not that's not entirely the. <laughs> but the it's not inaccurate either. <laughs> that's a muddled retelling of the movie. I, like I the, think it's a pretty accurate. It's a,
2: it's a succinct summation of the film.
1: I don't think that's entirely accurate. If I remember correctly, this is the second film in 1999 that uh, Patricia Arquette co-starred with, with just. Just this awkward motherfucker. Because I do believe Little Nikki came out this year as well. Did it? I think so. Little Nikki came out in 99? I think so. That seems no, like be that way earlier check me on there. Double check uh, me. Yeah, that seems real early for Little Nikki. I might be wrong. I think I thought Little Nikki was like 96. No, that was way too no. Little Nikki is 2000. Damn, so, I was close. So I was a year before there.
0: the clapper. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not liking this bit <laughs>
1: Well, Frank was already grumpy that we kept doing a bit of him, and then he got sad when we stopped doing the bit, so we just got to plow on. Oh, man. man. Frank got tired of one of our bits. Well, at first he was like, <laughs> oh, why do they keep sounding like me? And then when he was on here, he was like, oh, Cannon didn't do that thing where he sounds like me. Oh, well, you know what? One day I might surprise him. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll see, go see what ahead. happens. We, yeah. we might got some. Plates. Keep your pants he on. Might got some we got some stuff. But that clapper bit will never be old. Uh, yeah, Ever. Yeah, yeah. I love you, Jonathan. I, but even I think it's funny. Yeah, and he <laughs> hates bits that go longer than five minutes. So, yeah, I am guilty of bits. If anything, y'all like, like, oh my god, people at work are gonna hate them. Man, <laughs> <laughs> bit. <laughs> <laughs> It's everywhere now. I love it. The the
0: man is over. Like like, like I think we're almost getting the boys to say man.
2: (laughs) You you know when it when it when it jumps to them, it's over. You know
1: what? My dream is to walk in the living room one day when Colton Winslow are here, and I'm just gonna go and stretch and just go
2: and then It's just a chorus of Oh, I, I, I'm loving. I'm loving. To imagine what the audio spikes for this bit looks like. This is where they promptly shut off the podcast and yeah. never listen to it you, know, you know, like because like cricket white noise was probably pretty <laughs> manageable, but then this is like weird donkey screaming. Might be a turn off.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I can always throw in some nose whistles to really get things going. I, just, I can just go right up in the mic and just so put your nose right on there. <laughs> yeah, just put your nose right. I forgot what episode it was. Uh, it, it may have even been on, Ah, but um, I was like rubbing something on the mic, like a rapper or something. <laughs> just I'm sure obnoxious. that happened. But well, speaking of bits, bring out the
2: dead. Yes. <laughs> there was bits of people all over this movie. Bits, oh, yeah. pieces, there was, blood, this is guts, guts, bits. Hot ass movie, everywhere. Yeah,
0: yeah and, and like things. when the movie was, when I heard the movie Ugh. described, I'm like, all right, this is probably one of the more serious <laughs> Scorsese movies. Like, this sounds pretty morbid, but no, it's
2: kind of fucking funny. I dude. mean, like, it's great. still really morbid. It's just yeah. like, also, there's like so much uh, insanity. You can't help but laugh at how it's like. like imagine.
0: It is. The uh, the cocaine montage in Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. But an entire movie. Imagine you know. the eye bags from the cocaine montage
1: from Goodfellas. Yeah. yeah. Copied and pasted. Because this whole movie is pretty much just one guy losing his shit. Like, I, yeah. I will now describe in uh, basic detail what happens in the movie. Over the course of three days, Nicolas Cage get paired with three different partners after he picks up uh, an old man who has a heart attack he falls in love with the dude's daughter they flip an ambulance he gets some drugs and then he goes and he just he, he kills the daughter's dad and he goes into her house and they lay there
0: well, good night, everybody. Well, well, uh, this well is a it's not, not just like he uh, lays there in almost like the same pose as like the piano. How yeah.
1: come every... I, I know it's necessary because, you know, lighting is important in movies. But how come... How did the cast just not get skin cancer from some of the brightest fucking lights I've ever seen in a film in my life. Yeah, entire. yeah,
0: yeah. I was like, especially lights. that final shot where it just keeps getting brighter and brighter. Nicolas and brighter. Cage actually had hair
1: <laughs> and then he did this movie and it all fell out after, no, he had a very bad wig in this movie. I think that was his actual I, there, hair. there was a lot of fakeness in that realness there. But I mean, let's face it. Nick Cage hasn't had hair since the '80s. So I, I did enjoy the lighting in this movie, though. Like, I th- like there are moments it works really. There well. were other moments where I felt like I was looking into a gas station hot box. Can I have one of those pulled pork sandwiches, please? No, sir. You don't want one of those. It's been the, in here I, for three hours. I wouldn't then eat, why
2: is it still sitting there? I wouldn't eat any food in, in like a three square miles of this. Stories locale. I would. I would really love a pulled pork
1: sandwich right now. Actually, Mm. that sounds pretty fucking good. Uh, Cajun greatness
0: goes to Bucky's. (laughs) 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 Come on, I mean, mean, I've never been. I would love to go. I mean, no, (laughs) we we just family trip. Let's go. (laughs) I mean, we're gonna get those hot
2: (laughs) pants by God. Yeah. Uh, booty speaking,
1: of, we we did mention that Mark Anthony was in it, and yep. like that made me very happy because I had one of those now. That's what I call music CDs, and it had one of his songs. I on
2: forgot it. Mark Anthony uh, was a did, did songs for <sighs> well, a while. I
1: mean, that dude, he was actually a, a high point in this movie for me. I thought he did a pretty good job At being a crazy person Yeah, yeah He yeah, was very he good <laughs> Like At no point did you watch him and go That's just Mark Anthony pl- Trying to act Yeah No you're like Oh that dude's fucking crazy Yeah and, and, and I didn't recognize him at first. When his character showed up, I was just like, "Oh, look at this crazy guy!" And then, like, we get a good look at his face. And I'm like, "Holy fucking shit, that's Mark Anthony!" Yeah, or, or telling me, baby girl, cause I need to know, guy. I have him. to say though, well, both flew in my face. I, uh, I was an Enrique Iglesias guy. I mean, same. I love. I can. Li- you can like both. Yeah, I'm. Porque no los dos. I mean, no I mean I, <laughs> an appropriate moment. <laughs> Oh we like to have fun here
2: (laughs) We have a good time
1: (laughs) We have a good time We have a good time
2: What is is uh, Enrique Iglesias up to? I
1: don't know Probably Uh, singing to the 40 people That still like his music I'm sure the amphitheater is going to book him here soon. <laughs> I mean, but
0: I mean they've been they've been getting some big names.
1: I mean, I w- yeah they they brought this up at work today. They were like, yeah, the, I, I've been telling them about all the people that have been coming to the Avondale Brewery, and they're like, yeah, there's a lot of big names coming to the to the amphitheater too. I was like, yeah, but I, I want to see them. I want to see the people that. End up over there, because. <laughs> but but Earth, Wind, and Fire is going to be at the amphitheater. Yeah, but that's
2: right? fine. I mean, I, I, I bet that's ZZ cool. Top's not going to be there now. No, they already played. No, no they already played. It oh, they already happened.
0: played. It, yeah. uh, Tuscaloosa was their first show. Oh, Oh, really? yeah. A, st- a strange story. Hey, you better believe our fucking
1: with the fucking film. Um, uh, the the bass player for ZZ Top died, Uh, what, two, three days ago? Yeah, like five days after they said he was going to miss the tour for a hip issue. Yeah. And then, oh, sorry, he's dead. Yeah, they had a sit-in bass player for this show, but they're apparently not canceling. Oh, that's Thompson. Yeah, th- I mean, They still played. Yeah. I uh, mean, but. Did in 2018, <laughs> Enrique Iglesias made two new songs, one called El Baño with WWE Superstar Bad Bunny. And the other uh-huh. called Move to Miami with Worldwide star Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. I'm, so he, he's still active. I mean, I'm not going to. I mean, I, I heard good things about Bad Bunny's match at WrestleMania. Well, it was WrestleMania, right? Maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, I didn't watch it, but at the same time, calling yeah. him a WWE superstar is kind of a stretch. Yeah, no, that's that. that that's like the, calling Machine Gun Kelly a WWE superstar because he got powerbombed through a table by Kevin Owens. that one Yeah, no, I know. Mean, but a, I that think of like,
2: all the recent celebrities that's actually. Done something with wrestling. He's one that like went in it with both feet and didn't. Yeah, you, yeah. You, I will say appreciated it.
1: Like I heard at least he actually trained and learned how to fucking go for a minute. And kudos yeah. to him. Yeah. I I didn't know who the fuck he was,
2: <laughs> but yeah. apparently
1: he can hit a sick Canadian destroyer. Apparently so. Like the entire AEW roster can. And, I mean, and Ricky I'm, Mort- I'm and call
2: Ricky- me basic, but I, I I still love a Canadian oh destroyer. Oh my god,
1: Ricky Morton, Jesus. Christ. 67 years old Still taking Canadian Destroyers <laughs> Have you seen There's a clip I forgot the band That, that was on the Conan O'Brien show At the time But um, uh, One of them Tried to pick up Conan And somehow They ended up In almost a uh, Canadian Destroyer Situation no. On the show <laughs> And the comments Are just great It was like Oh my god Fucking Conan Got hit with a Canadian Destroyer On his own show <laughs> bringing but, out the dead though right. yeah but bringing out the dead it was like you know I've never I've never finished uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas but I feel like this would be a Fear and Loathing uh, Paramedic Edition almost. Fear and Loathing in New kind York
0: of, it, but it's, uh, the weirdness is a little toned down from Fear and Loathing Fear and yeah. Loathing is yeah. wild
1: like yeah. I, I don't know why I never finished that, that movie the first 15 minutes of it, it wild shit happens
0: yeah God, that, that, that's one of my favorite movies
1: but uh so Nicholas Cage has three different partners. The first one is played by
0: John Goodman.
2: Yep. Which is he's always such a delight
0: in everything he's in.
1: He is.
2: And he's definitely the most stable of the three partners he's had.
0: Yep.
1: He he compartmentalizes all the experiences and focuses on what's for dinner.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to take all my trauma and just it's it like the
1: paramedic of Christmas past, the paramedic of Christmas present, and the paramedic of Christmas
2: yet to be. Yeah, the, it, <laughs> it definitely escalated as it went yeah. in terms
1: of other paramedics.
2: <coughs> because uh, Ving Rames is um, paramedic. Like, while he's like this very... A not not a brace, but just like a very loud personality, super religious, but also super horny. <laughs> and, so pretty much and a TV he loves evangelist alcohol, yeah. too. Yeah, TV evangelist. Yeah, except so he's apparently he's, he's very he's very <coughs> worldly despite his uh, his love of Christ. And then uh, his final partner, who was a, a, a previous uh, partner of his, is just pretty much unhinged. Yeah, and just like openly acerbic and violent. It's
1: basically Joe Pesci from Goodfellas, but in a cab. You know, I, I, I don't know. If or is... Good
0: Pesci. Or Good Pesci. <laughs> good Pesci! As opposed to Bad Pesci. Good Pesci
1: from Joe Fellas. And these rap names are getting hard to
0: remember. Joe Pesci God. in Casino. <laughs> See, now the joke is ruined. No, no, no. Because <laughs> I created an even funnier joke. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what?
1: Good Good Pesci. Pesci. <laughs> As opposed to, it's just as opposed me, to
0: bad Pesci from Gone Fishing, it's just me standing in the Louvre <laughs> and, and there's two pictures of Pesci and I'm like, this is the good Pesci, that's
2: the bad Pesci. <laughs> I, I, I'm also imagining it's a gang of all different Joe Pescis.
1: Oh my god,
2: <laughs> I think the
1: world would implode. Oh my god, my mind has been blown. Or it's like it's like the Saturday Night Live sketch that they did where uh, Jim, <clears throat> what was his god, what was his fucking name. It was the dude from Half-Baked. But he played the Joe Pesci Jim show. Jim Brewer. Do what? Jim Brewer. Thank you. Yes, Jim Brewer played Joe Pesci. And then one day Joe Pesci showed up with De Niro and the, and you know they, they had a fight. So like, one's good Pesci, one's bad Pesci. Good Pesci, bad Pesci.
2: Yeah. <laughs> good cop, bad cop.
1: The existence of bad bunny implies that there's a good bunny. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: What well, happened to Good Bunny, everybody? Mm. The man to truth. The origin story <laughs> of how Bad Bunny became bad.
1: Yeah, before that, he was his bunny. Yep. It's like, what was your... It's, just, it's like, what was your event? I killed
2: good bunny. What the fuck are we Walks talking away. about? Not bringing out the dead. I mean, I feel like it, the incoherence no, 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 of, of the episode is very apropos yeah, to this, just the utterly shattered mind yeah. space. Yeah,
1: you see, this is a themed episode.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean... We're getting yeah. into character. Because of, some of us are very sleep deprived and others are just a little, you know, manic in their mental state. Yeah, because I'm
1: fucking exhausted. I mean, I'm very tired too.
0: And, and like... There were various moments in this movie where I, I was a little inebriated, and I, it took me a second to register what happened,
1: like when the ambulance flipped. Oh man! Well, we well no, screamed. no, that
0: was just fucking funny, and that was even
1: better because uh, Liz was in the room at the time. Yeah, she's getting something to drink, and then just the
2: whole ambulance just flips. And we're all like, what? And the best part is, is that it's like catastrophic as this ambulance wrecking was. How the movie just walks right by it? Yep. Like yeah. it's just
0: like the next this movie scene, glances over
1: a lot of things.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like he's trying to get fired the entire movie, yeah. and the guy's like, "I'll fire you tomorrow." It's
1: like Nick Kate He's tired of all of the. Um, he's the tired of all, all the death. Up. He's tired of all the people he's picking up dying around him. He he's always, seeing the ghost he's, and he's, voices he's and seeing shit. Seeing the ghost of this one named Rose, remember? Yes, right? her name was Rose, <clears throat> and, a, a young homeless woman that died because he couldn't intubate her properly. Yeah, and that yeah. was like the one face he kept seeing throughout the in, entire film. Yeah, and he he can't sleep because of it. He hates his job because of, I mean I mean hell that would that would fuck anybody mm-hmm. up shit. Yeah, I can't say I blame him. I do yeah. remember those hallucination scenes freaked me out when I was younger. But I was an easily scared child anyway. So. Boo! I was too. Ah! The movie, apparently when I was a kid, the, the film Batteries Not Included scared me for some reason. I had to walk out of Ernest Scared Stupid. I got pulled out of the theater for the first Adams Family movie as soon as a, a thing got on the screen. Yep. I lost it. Yeah. Uh, my love, parents had to take me home.
2: <laughs> I would love the idea when you say it got pulled out, light like theater security is like, sir, you have to leave. <laughs> it's like a toddler. I wanna leave. What are you <laughs> like,
1: kidding me? There's a hand walking on screen and I don't know what's real anymore. But
2: I'm just imagining that like all uh, George Lopez is just your adult head on a baby body. <laughs> oh God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which
2: what that was a choice, Mr. Lopez. <laughs> yeah. That was, that a, was choice. a choice. Like, my
1: first three theater experiences were all bad. Because I don't remember the order. I'd have to look up the release days. But one was Batman the Phantasm. I vomited halfway through it.
2: Okay, Oh, that's, that's sad. sad.
1: Yeah. Uh, then there was Ernest Scared Stupid. I, I got, feel
2: like you would have threw up in that one. Because that one's kind of gross.
1: Well, no. I just got sick oh. uh, during Batman. Like I had a flu. That's, that was when my flu started. In the that's middle of, unfortunate. <laughs> it was right in the middle of the chase scene. Right after he used a uh, like the the wooden barrier with his cape on it and got shot by the chopper, and then Andrea Beaumont shows up. Bruce, get in! I'm about to blow your mind right now. Uh-huh. I still haven't seen that. Really? I own it, and I still haven't. It's seen It's the it. best Batman movie. Yeah, I have the, the that came with the entire uh, show on Blu-ray. I'm up. planning on knocking it out. You yeah. need to watch that as soon as you can. Oh, I'm gonna. Good. It, it also has Sub Zero. <coughs> Sub Zero was pretty Sub-Zero. good. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I remember liking that one. All right. Yeah. Um. But I, I threw up in the middle of Batman. And then I got scared in the middle of Ernest Scared Stupid. I got scared stupid, you might say. Of course, now that's one of my favorite movies. Uh, But, you know, I was, again, I was like seven. I probably shouldn't have been in there. And then Lion King, which uh, I saw, but the theater had been oversold. And so my dad had to sit on the steps the whole time and just kept bitching through the entire film.
0: Okay. Mm. That sounds, like, really bad. It wasn't fun. Because The Lion King Is one of my favorite movies At that point yeah, I just heard
1: I will take the step At this also,
0: point Also And it doesn't matter If the movie was Doody or not Like that, that's just Annoying as shit Like I, once I've never heard Of, of a God. theater Overselling see, it. See so. shitty movie
1: theater well, Experiences was a topic I wanted us to talk yeah. about At one point That's see, fun Sometimes the, the theaters And I, I've heard this From people who used To work in those theaters uh, Around that time Like 30 years ago They would <clears throat> They'd get a ticket For like someone Come up buy a ticket And they would tear off half the ticket and give it to the person to go to the movie they would keep the other half of the ticket and then sell that to another person but then pocket that money so they uh, would oversell the theater huh okay sneaky yeah, sneaky 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 tricky tricky <clears throat> but yeah I mean I love the movie Lion King I, just, and I, I didn't notice my dad bitching for the most part I just heard about it later because he and mom fought on the way home but I love the Lion King yep Akuna Matata, that's what I always say. What a wonderful phrase. You know, Akuna Matata is even mentioned in this film at one Yeah, point. yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah,
2: they when, to, to, when the drug dealer, Cy. Cliff. Yeah. Cliff Curtis? Yes, Cliff Curtis. He, he plays a drug dealer in a movie who, uh, after a botch robbery to his opium drug den, jumped out a window and got skewered on the railing. Yes, oh, but Liz- God, that was. <laughs> Something that was that was a I will say that was a
0: that was a pretty cool uh, scene. Like remi- like looking back on the movie, just like random events and shit. I'm like, a lot happened. <laughs> yes, and and, it, and, and like Canon was saying, there's a lot of shit that just gets brushed under the rug. Like how they flip a fucking ambulance, and how his Nick- boss barks for some reason. His yes, barks. yes, his that boss was-
1: barks. <laughs> like he only does it once in the movie. But he legit just like for it, one moment he like just stops being a human. Like in his face, you can see that he is literally transforming for some reason. <laughs> and he just it's like that viral clip of that was it like the Australian guy? He's like bah, 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 that. Yes. But on a on a lighter scale, he just fucking like werewolves for a second and just goes. Bah, bah, bah. And that, that was probably accurate. loud as fuck. I apologize. That I didn't was back away from the no. microphone. I was but, talking to listeners. I don't yeah, care also, about your I, ears. I can hear the dogs <laughs> not happy about it upstairs. It's fine. They've been on the podcast before.
2: <laughs>
0: Shout out to Darwin <laughs> and Piper. Best but but, but it what? So,
2: and the, what don't they bark at at this point? But yeah, it, I mean sir. seriously. But <laughs> it sounded. Like,
0: it didn't even sound like a human imitating a bark. It sounded like. And post they inserted. A dog's bark over
2: his. It's like
1: maybe he's just really good at barking. He went to he yeah, went to that, class that, for barking. He, and he he's passed a furry. every and passed every test.
2: That that man has won best uh, uh dog barking <laughs> impersonation three years running in New York State. <laughs> like I, I, I don't know, but it was it was fucking freaky.
1: I mean it's it's obviously they work in like a, a very like uh. A uh, high uh, traffic area of like emergency visits, mm-hmm. and yeah. he is just like you know already hates his job, and he's he at this point he is trying to get fired. He shows up late like what nine times. Yeah. He's allowed like what twelve, and he's already done nine. No, like, like he's been late the la- of his last nine shifts. He was oh. late for the no, last twelve shifts. He was late for nine of them, and just missing for four. Yeah, and this dude just won't fire him. He's no. no, I need bodies.
2: I need bodies. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Uh, just, uh, just,
1: like, just for setting, it's early 90s, the worst part of New York City. Yeah. Uh,
2: th- there was a part of me that kind of felt like, while I think New York is not as glamorous as certain places make it out of it, it almost feels like it's a cartoon of how depraved and gross and monstrous this part of New York well, no, is.
1: Here's the thing,
2: like in the early 90s, that was New York. I mean, like, I, know, I know it's not like I mean, it is sensational. God, like, we got fucking Fast and Furious going yeah, on some, outside. The Tusk Lucidry. like it's there fucking... was a
1: huge push in uh, <clears throat> in the mid to late nineties to sort of beautify and clean New York up.
0: Yeah, yeah, because Times Square used to be just a string of fucking porno theaters. Yeah, you go there now, and it's got like a fucking McDonald's and a fucking Walmart. Like and, and that, that Disney whole push. Shit.
1: That whole push. It was mostly Rudy Giuliani who did it, and that whole push was mentioned in the two thousand arc of Punisher by Garth Ennis. Where uh, mm. Frank Castle laments having to walk around for a while before he finds somebody to brutally murder.
2: Yep. So yeah, that was a whole big thing. Like early '90s New York was very much that. V- very similar to 1970s New York, where it's just like the, the dystopic wasteland. I yes. don't.
1: I don't know if this was on purpose or not. Like again, like the whole point of this movie is you're just like uh, going down this. Uh, tunnel of insanity with this one paramedic the whole time and he's just getting crazier and crazier and just losing his mind and but there are moments like I feel like it tells you at the beginning of the movie that this this is in the early 90s right? Yeah, yes. This is supposed to be in the early 90s. Uh There are moments in this movie where I swear it feels like it was filmed in the Fucking 80s, the 90s. Hell, there are even shots that I feel like were in the 2000s in this movie. Like, it's just, it, I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody. Well, else. well
0: yeah, there, there's definitely like some inconsistency with shots and stuff like that. We have an intruder.
1: Is it it's another a spider? Cri- it's a cricket. Oh. Is that the one that was making noise earlier? That'd be rad Probably. if we ended it. It's like, and, and, well, he's dead now. And this happened. He's quite dead. Yeah, there was and there was a moment uh, uh, during the movie, and and you uh, explained it to me after it happened. Like there was this weird cut where mm-hmm. Nick Cage's character was talking to Patricia Arquette's character in the um, the waiting room, I yeah. suppose, and then it just like <sighs> it like cut to a side profile and then back to her face and then another side profile and went back, and then you described it as you know this is him. Yeah, it was the, it was Scorsese trying to that was the beginnings really of making the audience feel as off balance as Nicholas Cage was starting to feel. I mean, I I felt I felt he did a better job with that like the closer we got to the end of the movie than that because we never saw anything like that throughout the rest of the film. Yeah, well, again, yeah. That, that was that was where the descent really started. So that was just to throw everybody off like, "Huh, that was that was kind of weird." And then that sets you up for the insanity that comes later
0: yeah but one thing i will say is even though we're talking about like how crazy this movie is like and and it is there's a yeah a lot of weird crazy shit that happens yeah but i feel like in in like another filmmaker a lot of the stuff would be a lot more obvious even up to the end of the movie that you're still kind of questioning what parts are real and what parts aren't yeah yeah, and, and it does. It doesn't feel artificial. It feels like this. You are in the perspective of this one man who is going insane.
1: Yeah, it is a, a touch of unreliable narrator, but not to the degree. Like, it's not like Fight Club level where you have to go back and rewatch it because oh my god, I don't. But like, it just felt like yeah, all of this, like, everything actually happened the way you saw it, except for the dead homeless girl's face being on a hundred people at a time. Like, the, it was just, yeah, that was, I think, the only window into his insanity that we couldn't trust. I think everything else actually happened the way it was supposed to because, again, the, they made the point to say in the beginning, early 90s New York. And early 90s New York was batshit
0: insane. Yeah. Well, and I'm not even saying like major events or it should be questioned or anything, but there's just like a lot of like weird things here and there. Like, glitches in the matrix quote-unquote like there's a
1: lot that happens here and if I remember correctly this is a two-day period
0: uh, no, it's like three, three
1: or four three, days. three? okay yeah, I think I think it's uh, Thursday Friday Saturday and then Sunday morning because I don't remember because there's moments where it's like tells you what day it is like yeah. Friday I don't remember seeing it until it's like Friday so, yeah, yeah, it had to have been Thursday because it happened before. Thursday becomes before Friday <laughs> and Saturday's after that, or however that song goes. Yep.
0: But, like, it, like <laughs> say you're watching, like, a, a Hodorowski Jail. or, like, a David Lynch movie. You know there's something wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. the entire time. Like, I feel like this does one of the best jobs I've seen of creating an unreliable narrator to where it's, like, what part, like, not necessarily what parts are, like, in a macro sense real, but just like micro things. Like, I feel like this is how someone would legit like start hallucinating. It's more shit in the periphery. Like you think you see something, but then when you turn, like when you start staring at it, it's completely normal. Yeah. God, that, that's something else
1: that bugs me. The inner monologue uh, trope. If you're going to use it, go fucking whole hog on it or don't do it at all
0: yeah well like it it all depends on how well it's done and i could see how it would bother some people like but for for me it it completely worked most of the time it didn't feel like out of place
2: i do think it it is how it kind of straddles this line of like this almost noir type inner monologue yeah well i mean and, and
0: taxi driver is all the same way yeah so like, and this this movie, like, I mean, it makes sense that it was written by the same guy. It, there's a lot of parallels.
2: Between I guess the movies. only thing, like, I, I, I maybe we can call it like, oh, this is necessarily bad, but I guess one of my weird, in like undefinable like woogies with the film is there, there's something about the, his his cadence and like how he's speaking during his monologue. Yes, yes, doesn't really. Yes match like the the setting I
0: don't think it works I don't think it works it's it, the, it, it, it's, I'm, defi- I'm not, it's definitely like it, 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 it's, it's it's more eloquent. It's, than, more, it's like much more dramatic like like theatrical or, or I feel like that like this type of monologue might work better in a novel where you, you know you're like all you have is just the words on the page
2: I guess like it's it's like
0: in like a cinematic context, I, I, I can see where y'all are coming from with that. Like,
2: like, because uh, like, this feels like very real to life in a lot of ways, uh, un, like unpleasantly so. How close it could get, but then like his d- monologue seems to be kind of a, like a different type of film, and, and not to say that the inner monologue like doesn't isn't congruent at all with the setting. It's just like it feels, I guess, um, unrealistic. Like the diction he's using is. Feels like that's not how people talk. Yeah, especially like in this setting that we're in.
0: Oh, well, yeah, and also too, like it, I, I'm not saying like this is what like Scorsese envisioned or anything, but I could see it as like a creative choice. It being a little more eloquent because you always sound a lot more eloquent in your head than when you actually start talking. Yeah, yeah, and then you listen back to yourself and you're like, God, I sound like a Fucking
2: twice. <laughs> like you always dramatize stuff in your own head. So, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And I, I think it does a, a accurate representation of that. But I also see where y'all are coming from in saying that. Like, if this was a different movie, I feel like it would it wouldn't feel as out of place. Like, and, and like, can compare it with Taxi Driver? That that character is definitely. Not Ugh. as eloquent, even in his inner monologue. Yeah. It, it's like you can, you know, what type of person Travis Bickle is from the start.
1: Yeah. It's fair. Uh, speaking of uh, fantastical inner monologues, uh, uh, I came across a random video on YouTube the other day, and apparently, as of a week ago now, it's the 20, 20th birthday of Max Payne. Huh. And uh, the guy from Remedy who did the actual, like, did the like, picture models for him, in the first game at least, uh, was in the video. And, uh, God, I hate that I don't remember his name right now. But the guy who voiced Max Payne in all the games. Mark Wahlberg? Oh.
0: <laughs> God, just see the light. The light go out of Cannon's eyes. Wow. Uh, we don't I... talk about that movie here,
1: sir. I actually feel bad. <laughs> so like, like the
0: thing is is I, I honestly think Canon's about to start swinging, <laughs> you know, and, and you kind of deserve every bit of there, it.
1: There There are a few th- There there are a few things in this world I'm passionate about. One of them is the Max Payne a video game franchise. I feel like all three of those games are fantastic. Those games only got better with each one in my opinion. And then the movie happened. I just want you to know I looked up who the voice actor was to tell you his name is James McCaffrey. Oh, yes. I knew it was McCaffrey, but I forgot the first name. And then uh, right here where it says people also ask, that top one, it says, who does the voice of Max Payne? And then you click it, and then that's what comes up, and I'm mad for you. God fucking damn it. It's Mark Wahlberg. It says Mark Wahlberg. You see, Hollywood decided to make (laughs) a Max Payne movie and uh as you know as hollywood likes to do they do they do uh, and of course it was dog shit mm-hmm. i was excited and then i was pooped on right in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i was just saying like you know that game is like like heavily like deep noir oh, detective yeah, super game. yeah yeah and it's like told by comic panels and it's told by james mccaffrey and just the inner monologue is just fantastic. And, mm-hmm. you know, shout out Max Payne. Happy birthday. That's 20th cool. birthday. Max Payne still
0: can't drink. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> baby. Goo <laughs> 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 goo gaga. Pee pee boo boo. I bet yeah, you got boo I mean, in, in your Max,
1: pants. Max Payne is just about as old as the clapper. <sighs> Man, B's about there, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> well. But like I said, I can go back. I can go back to uh, another like dog shit ass film that we we've all had to sit through uh, twice. Uh, the fanatic, you know the mm. weird the weird bits where uh, uh, Moose's friend uh, is talking throughout the film. Oh, that that and is the, it's the like worst. It's sprinkled imp- in here. It's sprinkled yeah. in there. That that's what bothers me. This movie didn't do it to that degree, but still, it, it feels yeah. like there are solid chunks. Where that's being used,
0: and then there's hella chunks where it's not being. I funded. feel like like the second half of the movie, it's not in it as much.
1: Well, the, like and the fanatic to me has the worst v- narrator voiceover of anything, displacing Blade Runner. Because when they added the voiceover to Blade Runner,
0: that was bad. It was bad,
1: but the Fnatic <laughs> like, is like
0: Harrison Ford, specifically yeah. was like, "I am going to read this terribly, so they don't <laughs> use it." And they used it,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, and dead ass, yeah. It's just that. Also, I just want to put it out there that I do not believe that Deckard was a replicant.
0: Okay, thank you. That is thank my you, official thank stance. You. Ridley Scott doesn't know what the fuck he's talking I've, about. He I've made the goddamn thing. Either.
1: It's really good. I've never thought that either. Yeah, uh, I, I, I. He's I, he's not. Uh, there's the, the director's cut. Puts the scene where they he he gets left the unicorn. Made out of a gum wrapper <laughs> because he's been dreaming about unicorns. But that doesn't mean shit. Like, that could be a total coincidence. It could mean that they know that he dreams about that sort of thing. It doesn't mean he's a replicant, especially since he clearly survives to the second movie. But also,
0: too, like, uh, does, that question is not interesting. It doesn't matter no. if
1: he is or not. And and considering what Ridley Scott did to his other major franchise in Alien, Alien Covenant, uh, I don't think we should take his word for much of shit.
0: Yeah, uh, there is a fucking interview from this man. I right. I would like to read on the podcast because right. well, you look
1: for that, and Canon will make this point in the meantime. Yeah. Well, no, no, but I, I was just going to say before we get too deep here, I still haven't seen the second Blade Runner. Just just want to throw that out. There. Oh yeah, no, okay, we're not going to spoil it. Okay, well. I'll just I, I'm not we saying we only spoil just in case, just in case we only spoil movies that are forty years old or the movie <laughs> we're talking about on this podcast. <laughs> That's right.
2: Uh, and uh, but, I, I can't wait for Colton Winslow to just like slobber all over you to talk about Blade Runner twenty forty nine.
1: All I was gonna say was that I mean the just the delivery during the the monologue bits just 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 bland. That yeah. was yeah. And like I mean I'm not saying he was bad in the movie. Cage was actually really good in this movie. He was incredible. I thought the he film. had he he did a
2: fantastic job. Now, like this is definitely one of like my like favorite dramatic cages because like he looks as haunted as the character is intending to be like mm-hmm. it's just like he's just the most world weary person on earth and he's just had to to push through so much horror and I think that's like why there's just so much of like crazy shit that just gets glanced right over because like that's the only way he's kept himself alive. his life he's like nope uh, yeah. That thing blew up There's no, a car crash I'm going to keep going There's
1: other things we're missing Like what are some Just outlandish shit That happens That uh, <sighs> well, Is I just mean, like forgotten about? There was the drug trip That he screamed himself Out of Because of that Hallucination of the girl Yes. We actually um,
2: see like what the inside incident for why he sees yeah, this girl's yeah. visage, but on,
1: uh, and the fact that the uh, Patricia Arquette's father he keeps hallucinating that he's talking to him, begging him to die, which is why he kills him in the end. Yeah. Well, I would euthanizes is probably a better. better I mean, term. but
2: it's still, like there is this like, even though in the whole movie or throughout the movie, we see like the her father who's like constantly like coding and being resuscitated and Nick Cage imagines the man speaking to him to, to let him go, to let him die and at the end he finally decides to euthanize the man and you start to wonder it's like he murdered somebody and like his psychosis just told him it was okay. Yeah, I mean like obviously you could argue in maybe in that scenario this man who's sort of like fluctuating between life and death is like what type of existence its had, but that's that's a that's a a heavy question to lay in yeah. somebody. Because well, that
1: was also around the same. It was, well, it was kind of, when this movie released, it was a few years after all the Dr. Kevorkian and stuff. So that was a, yeah. a heavy topic at the time. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Jonathan, you found it yet?
0: No, I'm, I'm okay. still. But it is the most, like, unhinged thing I have ever heard coming from Mr. Ridley Scott. I don't, I don't know if it's a fact that. I mean. Ridley Scott has two movies coming out
1: this year. Uh, I guess. I don't know, cause oh, co-
2: there there was a, uh, when they um, resurrected that goth dude that uh co- yeah. that, like that scene was great
1: that over heroin was overdose <laughs> overdose like a satanic goth. Ving Rames yeah.
2: made that fucking scene. Yeah. Oh, oh just, god, that was have, so fucking
0: funny.
1: Where, the, the the kid overdosed and uh, Nicholas Cage was like it's a heroin overdose, and so they gave him the Narcan to bring him back, and Ving Rames timed it. We're like, yeah, everyone, bring bring hands, and we call upon you, Jesus, and uh, at, at a time to where the kid came back to life. Oh my. Uh, in the middle of this goth club uh, and it was attributed to a miracle. It was pretty hilarious. It's
2: like, and, and like, Ving Rhames is very much into the, oh, Lord Jesus, and yeah. like, he's, he's carrying on oh, and man. like, he's carry like, like that.
0: As a person who grew up in the very charismatic yeah. evangelical church, <laughs> that, that fucking triggered the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. It's like, like the, this lane like, of hands shit. Like, yeah, well, that and just like, the fucking cadence. Like, Ving it was Raines very wa- good. Yeah, yeah. He, he watched a lot of Kenneth Copeland. That's all like, I'm saying.
1: I, I'm sorry. I, I I brought up the exact quote because I wanted to read it off because I thought it, it was it. fantastic. <laughs> do it. That'd be a good <laughs> with right. uh, the the episode. All right. Uh, do Do you want to do like Do you want to help me out because there's multiple people in the scene? All right. Wait. Can Well, I don't know. This might be hard to do on the podcast. We're kind of far away from each other. We'll use well, one mic. All right. Uh, I'll I'll read the Marcus bits and you read everything that's not Marcus. Okay. Right. I rebuke the spirit of drugs in the name of Jesus. What's his name?
2: Uh, I be banging.
1: What? What do you mean, I be banging?
2: I be banging.
1: What the hell kind of name is I be banging?
2: I don't know what his real name is. It's Frederick Smith.
1: Okay, Freddie.
2: It's Frederick.
1: Okay, I be banging. We're gonna bring you back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> and not long after that, like, the cocktail that, that Nicolas Cage's character gave, he's like, <gasps> just, like, just rises up, and everybody's just like, An- oh.
2: Another good character is, like, one of the nurses that's sort of, like, sitting at the entrance of the um, OR, and how she just, like, has no fucks to give. No. She just, like... She has no feelings. <gasps> oh, she time- was great.
0: Like, like, the one where she... In no uncertain terms and probably, like, big trigger warning, but, like, she, like, tells, like, dudes to kill themselves.
1: Yeah. Like he's like, oh, so you uh, you drank too much and fell and hit your head and came in here for us to help you so you could go back out and drink some more and hit your head again? Hmm? Is that it?
0: Yeah.
2: She's, like, very time. shamey and very judgy. Not And she's, like, obviously someone who's, like, who's very one like worn thin of, of the bullshit I mean I
1: will say there is a there's a reoccurring bit in the movie they have to pick up this guy it's not even the fact that he's hurt it's just the fact that he's like I guess uh, a habitual like yeah. and, ambulance caller and they have to like oh, come on pick up Mr. O because he's fucked up again blah 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 and it's like man we're, we're it's like we don't do this it's like it wasn't it was John Goodman's character that was like oh we don't do this yeah yeah, we'll just we'll get Mr. O because you know he stinks. <laughs> <laughs> it, he was very smelly. This was this was quite a trip of a movie for sure. It was, it most definitely was. But we uh, three or out of the four of us definitely recommend it. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not saying I hate it, but I've, I'm also like I've come to terms with the fact that I'm starting to like grade these films on like. A cage curve. <laughs> this film in particular got another layer of curve because it was a Scorsese film, right? And Goodfellas is one of my, if not my favorite fucking film of all time. It, that's it, fair.
0: It's up there.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's definitely up there to me. If it's definitely my top in my top five,
0: I and have to fair. rewatch that, and I have to rewatch Taxi Driver.
1: That's the thing. I now own two copies of that fucking movie. Oh, and Taxi Driver. No, Goodfellas. Oh. I still haven't seen Taxi Driver. I got it. I don't ever want to watch it again. It's worth, it, it, it's worth it, to
0: watch. It's one of those movies that makes you, you want to die. After yeah, watching.
1: like I watched it once and I'm like I'm fine. That I, that made <laughs> me feel bad. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the remake that came out a couple of years ago. Which one? Joker. <laughs> <laughs> ha! Wacka wacka wow. got him. Hey, like, hey, I mean, even I You're haven't seen Taxi Driver, and I, I know that you know the comparisons are out there, but I also even though really, it's
0: more uh, similar to King of Comedy than Taxi Driver. However, not I, to be pedantic or anything.
1: I mean, however, <laughs> h- however, like, I also really like that movie. I feel like I'm the only one in in our friend group that likes that movie. Yeah, I, I hate that. I know. Movie. Like, I remember I, I was at your house, and you were like, "Hey, Canon, guess what? Uh, I finally watched Joker the other day." It was like, oh really? What'd you think? I fucking hated it. Yeah. And then you just went on like this <laughs> fucking like two and a half minute rant and, on and, why and, you and, hated and, it. And I was just like, and
0: as you see, like, okay. cannon
2: just like shrinks smaller and smaller. Well, like, like, he, like
0: uh, cannon was like sinking in his seat, and it made me feel bad for not liking Joker too. No, <laughs> Cause, no, no,
2: because I was like,
0: God damn... because I know like like being around you would be like, I fucking hate the Smith. <laughs> granted i've kind of softened on it it's not the worst thing in the world i i just i don't know it's it, 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 something about it like when i saw it how i saw it it just did not click with me I, but i
1: will I say mean, I, I appreciate like, all the memes yeah i love the memes too. the memes and have been right, the best part the of that movie, like my movie, thing great. like it, it was wonderfully acted everyone in that movie gave it everything they had the cinematography was great. The set design was great. The score was pretty. And good. And I still can't believe
2: good. this is a guy that did the fucking Hangover movies, right? Yeah. Yep. I just. Oh. It, it just like mechanically, it, it was all well. Also, done. Also, there's
1: no reason for the movie to exist. Yeah, I just, mean, it doesn't feel good. It fe- it's everything wrong with humanity, just encapsulated in one story. Cruella. I exists. don't think need. To, well, again, yeah, this Cruella is what I said exists. before, Cruella. <laughs> Uh, apparently Emma Stone might be suing Disney too along with Scarlett Johansson uh,
0: and and like I'm not a fan of either one of them
2: really but they they, the fucking you go girls it it sets a bad precedent for Disney because like they're because a lot of these movies are going to streaming they're Disney classifying as home videos that means they keep more on the back end revenue so a lot of actors you can say what you want about the oogie boogies about those two fine but like They they still have a lip point To be like they, 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 They're they, owed money That was taken away from them yeah, no. Exactly Yeah
1: no I, I don't like and, Scarlett Johansson Especially a monopolistic
0: corporation Like Disney Bleed them fucking dry yeah,
1: Like I, I like Emma Stonewell enough I hate Cruella I don't like Scarlett Johansson That much I don't think she's a great actress I think her Academy Award Nomination for Marriage Story Was not deserved And that Adam Driver Should have won Every award for that year Uh, Also, Laura Dern, who did win, she was fantastic. Laura Dern is fantastic.
0: Laura Um, Dern was fantastic. But they absolutely
1: legally deserve every penny that they are owed. Exactly, because that's how that works. Yeah. There's even rumblings like people are wondering if uh, the Rock might uh, do the same because of Jungle Cruise. He might. He's he's like last I saw I saw a headline I didn't read the article that seems like he's he's chilling on the like he's like I'm fine for now but just wait. Uh, So I don't know. He might. I mean that's also, and and I love bringing this up. uh, uh, You know me; I like to bullshit and uh, talk about uh, wrestling. You know, Mm -hmm. in my you know (laughs) everyday life, normal everyday life, you know. And uh, sometimes I will bring it up occasionally at work because friend of the show, Joe.
2: Hi, friend of the show, Joe. How you doing, hey hey,
1: Joe? Love you, buddy. Um, uh, He doesn't, you know, watch wrestling regularly, but you know he he appreciates wrestling and, you know, he'll, you know, hear me out when I talk about it and whatnot. Sure. And we talk about it and then other people at work will just be like, oh, it's fake and whatnot. And and, and I just like, sometimes I'm just like, you know, like the, the, the highest paid actor in Hollywood right now came from professional wrestling. Yeah. And also I hear about all the shit y'all watch. Uh, the Bachelorette, the Bachelor, fuck right off. A <laughs> I mean, reality show, my ass. <laughs> like my old argument was always, uh, oh, you know, wrestling's fake. Oh no, no, you're right. I also enjoy that documentary about Kit Harrington killing dragons. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, hey, do you do you watch? Do you not watch movies? Like, I mean, like this isn't like uh, modern day professional fake. boxing you. is pretty fake too. They have that predetermined. Mm-hmm. Nobody bitches there, but you know, whatever. <coughs> you anyway. Know what? We do have a special thing to do here at the end of the episode because we're coming upon the time limit before things start getting wonky with our program. Are we going to wrap it up or are we doing a, a break? I feel like we could probably wrap it up. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I am feeling like Nick Cage was feeling in, in the movie. Yeah, and also, before we wrap it up, I, I wanted to at least bring it up. We. We did just talk about that scene briefly, but when he uh, when he was at uh, the Oasis... Yeah, the drug the, house. The drug house, the nicest part of that apartment building he was at that also kind of sort of looked like a strip club.
2: <laughs> it did. It's a lot of um, red lighting. Yeah, yeah
1: like a lot of red walls, Stroke the Ferry Wall, all that shit. And, um, and I'm, it, I don't know if it was done on purpose. It may just be a little thing that I noticed, but like the way... Uh, Nick Cage was sitting uh, to the left of the screen on the chair and then, you know, the drug dealer over here on the right. Much like Face Off. And then he took a drug and got uber fucked up. I mean, yeah. That's fair. That scene was blocked very similarly to Face Off. Yeah. It's like, the movie's not bad. But like I said, I try... I, I'm now like forced to grade things on a Cage Curve, and tonight on this one, and also a Scorsese Curve, mm-hmm. and it's. I'm definitely not going to watch it again. the The moments I enjoyed, I enjoyed, but overall, it's just a matter nah. of taste. Yeah, but I had fun watching it though. I'm yeah, it was a good time. All right, so uh, let's get the plugs out of the way, and then we'll end the episode on spinning the wheel for next week's episode the uncaged oh, uh, yeah, we, episode of the month I mean, and, and if
0: fish. it lands on something we don't like we're going to change it
1: we have a blank space on the board which is the I guess going to be the wild card space no board, that'll right? be the Taylor Swift retrospective that, okay fine yeah
2: because see the wild card is actually <laughs> going to be a, a second space. spin for <laughs> our reserve idea. <laughs> that's
1: just going to be me talking fuck about you right. I just got that alright um alright let's do the let's do the plugs real quick and we'll end on the high note so Jonathan quickly where can the people find you and don't I'm, fuck it uh, up
0: my name is Jonathan you can follow me on Twitter at J-O-N-I-B-O-I-24 and John it's on 12 on Letterboxd
2: sounds good Pat fuck where you. can the people find you <laughs> it's uh, Patrick follow me on Twitter Instagram and Letterboxd at name on Facebook at Mark. if you listen to this the week it comes out check out AYC-H we did episode 223 we talked about uh, a bunch of movies and uh, I think you should leave and then uh, also on Tuesday uh, Tanner's uh, spinoff, Late Takes, has its very first episode where it interviews the lad. Check that out on Anchor. And this
1: episode should have a really cool theme song in front of it.
2: Yep. Uh,
1: yep. some very Oh yeah. familiar oh, yeah. tunes if you're if you're listening carefully. That's right. I am the Mikey Ruckus of this whole podcast network, apparently. Ooh, a dub music yep. composer. What what? I love that dude. Can oh, he follows me on Twitter? Oh, that's awesome. That's, I, I don't know how, but he does. Yeah. I have been that canon guy. You can follow me at that canon guy on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. And I'm Captain Shimmy. If you're listening to this, then you already have our social media shit. You can just go to the LinkedIn and you can find all the stuff for there for me. Nobody cares. Anyway, let's spin in the wheel oh I'm all a titter oh I'm filming so this is getting documented yep I'm just letting you we'll know put right this now on, like, the live on the, shit, it, it, oh! oh. oh, am, on the podcast I think it is John claude Van Damme John claude Van Damme dedicated episode next week on the podcast I'm excited hell yeah oh so are we uh, just going to talk about his movies and we, just can. His we, whole can. we can his whole fucking career uh, I've if you want, seen we can seen a single one okay well we're going to have to watch one then at least one probably sh- oh, Bloodsport sh- or something yes Bloodsport uh, blood would be my, well my honest vote would be Street Fighter but... hey Pat you don't mind your face being in this video do you because do, you're the yeah. only face <laughs> he has been seen so far Right, so yeah, no, we will pick uh, a movie. We'll we'll all vote on it. My choices are Street Fighter or Bloodsport. I think those are the two prime Van Damme movies. Honestly, Bloodsport's probably the best choice. Uh, and we will watch that, and we will discuss. It. And I will also give you some other recommendations you can watch in between now and then in your free time. You see... Yeah, uh, there's
2: homework to do. Yeah.
1: God damn it. I've already said on the podcast... Oh, Van po- it. I've already said on the God podcast the only fucking jaw-call-Van Damme movie I've seen is Street Fighter, uh, to movie. my knowledge. So... That being said, I also want to throw JCVD in the ring because I heard that's actually good. And it's I've never fantastic. Seen it. I've never seen it. I've that. got the DVD. Uh, I, will, I will bring it to the shop with me, and you pick it up next time I see you. But also a Street Fighter. No. Yeah. No. Well, I, <laughs> I'll make a list and send it to you guys. We can and, look up uh, fun facts all, it, it, all Jean-Claude <laughs> all the time. And then for Bloodsport, we can watch that
2: together next week, normal podcast schedule.
0: Okay. Sounds good well, we, right.
2: like we each watch like a, a, We each the a, a John Claude Van Damme, And then we talk about
1: Hey, I would be down To do that too Yeah, no, let's do that We'll each have our own And then we'll watch Bloodsport together Okay so, Alright, fine hey, oh, Awesome yeah. That's going to be What we Break. do Break. <laughs> right, Thank you all for listening And uh, be sure to Check out all the various links on our LinkedIn and social medias and our shirts and mugs and shit at tpublic.com slash user slash Caging Greatness. And, yeah, have a good day, night, whatever. Don't
0: forget, listeners, if the world is pee-pee, be the (laughs) (laughs) poo-poo.
1: Don't make me take my sunglasses off. By the way, that dude was wearing sunglasses inside. And there's another cricket underneath Pat. All right. That's I wonder if that picked up on the mic <laughs> Oh that <laughs> sounded nasty. I just shit it. That Good night everybody. Ah! Oh ah! god he's gonna get it! Oh my god. How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box?